Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of Stay Rich in Spirit, man. Um, I'm so excited. I got my good brother Danger Zone with me uh, in the building today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yo, bro, definitely excited to have you. Danger Zone is one of my favorite battle rappers. And I think it was an eloquent way to start off this new series we got going on with somebody from his profession, somebody from his field of expertise. So um, before we get into introductions, I just want to give them a good idea of the type of conversations we're going to be having over these next four or five guests I'm going to have on the show. So um, right now we're dealing with this idea of the difference between speech and command. Um, what I mean by that is uh, speaking a language versus commanding a language. Um, we communicate and we convey messages using language. That is a part of being a human. That's a part of um, humanizing is this idea that if I want to be able to communicate with you, you want to be able to communicate with me, we need a mutual medium that we both share so that you can understand the words that you are. I can understand the words that you are encoding into a message mm -hmm. and I can decode the messages that you're encoding as well and then vice versa. But then you have this idea of commanding language. When I mean by commanding language, I mean people who are using language or using whatever language they speak, whatever it be English, Spanish, French, Pig Latin, it doesn't matter. But using that language to um, create new ideas, using that language to manifest new concepts, or just using that language to persuade others or manipulate others to act in a desired manner. Um, the reason why I wanted to kick this off with you is because I've been following battle rap for a long time, like a really long time. And I think it's very interesting all of the different tools you guys employ to uh, win a round, you know, or to mm -hmm. win a battle. Yep, yep. So um, first we're just going to start off with kind of like uh, – how you got into battle rap, and then we'll talk about battle rap itself. So what brought you, what attracted you to battle rap? Man, I was, um, well, first and foremost, you know what I'm saying, I was a fan of hip-hop early on. My pops exposed it to me. Um, but it wasn't until I saw two people battling um, that made me love hip-hop even more because it's direct competition with one another on you know, I feel like I'm the best rapper. You feel like you're a better rapper. And we're going to compete head up, like, you know what I'm saying, on a stage. And not for me, seeing that for the first time, I probably immediately got <laughs> captivated by it. You know what I'm saying? With artists such as Eminem, you know, in the 90s, uh, Cannabis, or any other, you know, battle rap type of MCs, uh, they, man, it, it got me immediately. Yeah, that's real, man. So... Um, I think battle rap is dope, man. Like, I was attracted to, I mean, of course, hip-hop attracted me to the art of battle rap. Mm -hmm. But um, initially, my favorite battle rapper growing up was um was was Murder Mook, you know? Okay. I was a big Mook fan. The Smack DVDs? Um, no, it wasn't even the Smack DVD. Okay. That's not even when I became a fan of Murder Mook. Okay. Um, it was two things. 
One, it was these battles that used to come on real late at night on BET, like on a pool table. Fight Club. I knew the, I knew he was about to go to Fight Club. Yeah. Yep, yep, Fight yep, Club yep. is where I started, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's the first time I heard the the Iverson bar. Okay. Like, where like I'm going to have you in the, on the IV, in the ER, son, yeah, type yeah. vibes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I don't know if you remember this, right? Mm -hmm. But they had this big battle rap competition where the winner was supposed to win $100,000. Uh -huh. And they had like Ness in there, yep, I know exactly Mook what in there, mm -hmm. and Mook had this line um, where he said, um, uh, uh, "Remember that one move when AI shook Jordan out of his sneakers? <laughs> yeah. What made it worse? People thought Jordan had no weakness uh -huh. just off of that one move. AI got his fame. Mm -hmm. They forgot Jordan had thirty-five and still, still won, won that, that game. game. Yep. Right? So I'm watching this joint." And it's really like a combat sports using words. Yeah, you know, like mm -hmm. so from so you said you got into it just as an off branch of hip hop. Did Smack DVDs really like? Oh, for sure. Uh, the '90s was just the beginning. You know, when I was listening to those artists, but as we moved into the early 2000s, and I started seeing things like Smack DVD. Mm -hmm. um, I remember when somebody first put me on the Murder Mook um, when he did his Jay Mills battle. That was the first Murder Mook battle I ever oh. saw. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I started seeing the Smack DVDs, and they had other DVDs. They had other battles, too, Raw for the Streets with Reed Dollars. Uh, you know, a lot of those other guys that come from that era, like E. Ness. Um, you know, so, yeah, when I started seeing that, and even the Cassidy, you know, when Cassidy versus Freeway battle, uh -huh. when those things came into play, that definitely, uh, that, that brought a whole new energy out of me because when I first started watching battle, battle raps, it was more freestyle-oriented. Yeah. But then as we go into the smack DVDs and things, those that's the written era. So now you come to the battle with written's. You know what I'm saying? And that changed the dynamic for me because I'm like, oh. So now when you preparing at home and you come battle, that means every bar <laughs> is going to be, you know what I'm saying? If you're trying to rap, rap off the top, sometimes you might fall, you know, a it's filler. a little shaky. It's shaky. Yeah. But if you can prepare written material before you show up, Oh, it's lit for you. <laughs> it's lit for you. And so it's yeah, no excuses. It's, that, yeah, that brought a whole different energy to the game, man. And I, So I love the written era for sure. Smack DVDs, Grind Time, Fight Club, like you said. All of that, bro. It was crazy. Word. And then to see it just keep evolving. You yeah, know, like, yeah. um, I think a big pivotal turning point in battle rap was um, uh, Webster Hall. You know, oh man, I was physically in attendance at the first Summer Madness. For real, I was. Who was on summer, the first Summer Madness card? First Summer Madness, you had Charlie Clips versus A Verb. Uh huh. You had uh, Tech Nine versus Midwest Miles. You had DNA versus X Factor. And I'm doing this all off memory, y'all. This how this how you know I love battle rap. This is 2011, by the way. Uh -huh. uh, the main event was Hitman Holla versus Hollow the Dawn. Uh -huh. You had Sue Surf versus K Shine. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Was I might that was that um was that was that the same card? That okay. So that was the card before um, you gonna get this work. Yeah, that was Summer Madness 2. Loaded Lux, where you going to get this work? Yeah. That was Summer Madness 2. And that's yep. the one I felt like changed oh, the that changed trajectory. The whole, yeah. you had, Summer Madness 2 changed yeah. the trajectory. I was actually there, too. I was at that one as well. <laughs> Diddy, Diddy was in yeah, attendance. Diddy, Busta Rhymes. Yeah, yep. So it, that was a star-studded. That was 
man, that yeah, from some madness one to some madness two, that's how you upgrade from one year to the next. Crazy. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. That was real. That was real. That was real. For sure. And then you go into this new streaming caffeine era, yeah. which is different, you know. Yeah. I, um, I attended a, a battle streamed on caffeine last night. Okay. Um, that you were. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, yeah, we were here in Maryland. We in the DMV. Um, we had an event up at Martinis. Uh, shout out OSBL, our Society Battle League. Um, yeah, we. I was the main event. Uh, me versus Funeral Fame. Shout out Funeral Fame <laughs> coming out of DC. You know what I'm saying? We here. But yeah, we had a dope event that was streaming live with Caffeine. Caffeine definitely brought some more business to the game, some more financial from a financial aspect. But yeah, man. COVID really is probably what helped catapult a lot of that stuff, too, because a lot of people had to stay indoors or not have crowds. So Battle Rat was affected a little bit, but we were able to adjust um, with small rooms and not having audiences. But it was still streaming on caffeine so people can still enjoy from home and watch the events. Is there any difference like as a competitor from like, uh, you know, face to face battles with a crowd? face-to-face battles with a big crowd, a small crowd, or nobody in the room like what was the case during COVID. Right, right. Um, the the nobody in the room thing was an experience. It's kind of something we had to do to adapt because of what was going on with COVID. But if we if we um keeping it, you know, with the essence with this battle rap thing, you gotta have people in the room or you gotta have some type of audience there because crowd reaction is extremely important. Having a crowd is important because it can actually add to a battle you know what i'm saying to have that reaction so question right so we're talking about commanding a language Mm -hmm. and using language to kind of um inspire reactions out of people right Mm -hmm. or to or um using language as a weapon like i'm using language as a literal weapon to dismantle my opponent right Mm -hmm. so when you're battle rapping and percentage wise how much are you rapping to um basically destroy your opponent and how much are you rapping to entertain the crowd or entertain the listener right right so as a battler and you're just a quick quick thing because we're going to also transition between like um your mindset as far as how much do you think about entertaining a room physically Uh in the moment and the the watch back the playback like Mm -hmm. you know so go ahead yeah so um you know when you're preparing for a battle man you know, it, and this comes with experience, uh, trial and error. Um, you think about all the things. You think about how you want to attack your opponent. You think about how you want to entertain the people. You're trying to be the most complete battle rapper that you can be, which entails not only being lyrically sound, um, having crazy bars. You want to have stage presence. Um, you know what I mean? You want to be, you want to have uh, certain attributes of an entertainer so that people aren't bored. You got to be able to move around, command a room. Um, you just got to have all these tools. Vocal projection is important. A lot of things that come from public speaking in general. Uh, so when you're sitting down, you know, coming up with your material, you have to just have balance, basically, not necessarily all of just one thing. So you can have certain aspects of your material where you're like, okay, bar for bar, I'm going to kill him with some metaphors, similes, or I'm going to take an angle, or I'm going to speak on struggles that I've gone through in my life that come off as authentic stories that can resonate with people, and that's going to touch their heart and their soul to the point that you can be talking about yourself and still 
effectively be beating your opponent because you're coming off as more authentic as the person in front of you. So I just think, you know, if it's so many different tools to attack your opponent, man. So it's, it's so much to choose from. And, you know, based on what type of battle rapper you are, that's what you go with, you know? I mean, that's very interesting because from my perspective, I'm looking at it from a communications perspective okay. or rhetoric perspective, right? Uh, we're talking about language a lot right now. And I feel like when we start talking about language as a command, we step away from just blanket communications and we walk into that rhetoric space. Mm -hmm. And you'll have a person like um, uh, Aristotle talk about the means of persuasion. Mm -hmm. So you have logos, pathos, ethos, logos being using a logical argument mm -hmm. to persuade someone to um, to believe or buy into whatever you're trying to give them as a speaker. Yeah. And then you have the um, the uh, the ethos portion, which is like ethics. You know what I mean? Like this message is right. So like I want and then you have the pathos, right, which is um, you could look at it as empathetic. Right. Whereas like I want to put you into my shoes. Fire. So yep. you feel like you're walking in my shoes. Um, and I feel like this is kind of similar to what you're doing. Um accessing your available means for a desired end. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, man, you, you kind of uh, explained it in a nutshell in a lot of different ways that we as battle rappers appeal to an audience, you know what I mean? Using, commanding the language, you know what I'm commanding saying? Commanding the language. Exactly, as, as an MC, you know what I mean? So, and this is, the the first part of the battle is as, a, as, a, as an MC, which is, the, you know, the term we use, you have to understand that you are an MC and you have to understand the power you have as an MC when you're mm -hmm. on that stage and when you have the floor and all eyes are on you. Um, you have to just be as effective as possible with the time that you have, you know, where you have the floor. So, yeah, you're using the, uh, all the different languages to persuade um, the audience to buy into you more so than the other guy. You have all these tools, you know what I'm saying, at your, hand, at your hand. All right, so let's get into these tools a little bit. You mentioned them already, right? Right, right. So, like, you're writing a verse for somebody. You're writing around. Around is usually, what, like, three to five minutes? Something like that, yeah. Right, you're yeah. writing around for somebody. You're writing three rounds for somebody yep. sometimes, as right? As a standard battle. As mm -hmm. a standard battle, you're writing three rounds for this person. So, mm -hmm. I imagine you're thinking of some things that they'll probably say. Mm -hmm. against you yep. you know what i mean and mm -hmm. i imagine you probably even doing some research on your opponent as well just absolutely making sure you got some facts straight making sure you found some things that might be might make them look a little less appealing mm -hmm. or take away some of those things that you want to do so like if you know somebody is going to use that um pathos type approach to a battle and like they're gonna want you to like I'm thinking like a shotgun sug or like uh, mm -hmm. um what's the big dude name um, twerk New Jersey twerk not so New Jersey twerk but okay, um, another bigger, bigger dude much shorter uh who we talking about T top T top like a T top okay. I think T top style is really like mm -hmm. this is what I've been through like exactly. if you've been through something similar or know somebody who been through similar mm -hmm. you're gonna rock with this because you feel it you understand it you identify with it right right for sure so. Um, what are some of the tools or what are some of the approaches you utilize? Like, I want to go through them one by one, kind of, okay. and just break down what those things are. I think you mentioned name flipping. Right, right, right. So, so what is a name flip? So a name flip, uh, this is actually considered a basic, this is a basic uh, attack in a battle. Uh, a name flip is where you basically take the name of your opponent and you 
use their name against them in clever and witty ways, uh, they, which can be considered double entendres or things like that, like how this... Uh, how you the title of this is Rich in Spirit, uh-huh. you know what I mean, and how you go by the name Rich. It's actually a play on Rich when you say Rich, because that Rich in Spirit is actually a saying anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you you would take that same type of concept uh, with an opponent, and you know, my last opponent name was Funeral Fame, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, there were many ways that I was able to flip Funeral Fame. Can you can you share? Uh, yeah, I can give a couple. I can give a couple examples uh, in the opener of my round, I said something to the effect of, I said, um, respect my legend, you in the face of a pioneer, yeah, before a crucifix came, danger was the savior before there was a crew or a goonie group you could claim. And then I went on on, along the same rhyme scheme and I said, you're nobody until somebody kills you. Oh, you're looking for that funeral fame. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and that's just was the opener to my round to 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 kind of set the tone of what my round. I'm just now I'm about to go crazy on you. That was just that was cute. That's why I said, <laughs> that's why name flips are the that's the first basic uh, basic of, level basic way of attacking your opponent. Uh, a name flip is just you jabbing. If you boxing, you jabbing them, filling them out uh-huh. a little bit in that first round. So I'm gonna name flip you a little bit, just give you a couple. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we and then we're gonna get crazy as we continue. <laughs> but these name flips, but you know, at the most elite of MCs, even the name flips with such a basic plan of attack, you can get extremely intricate, and you can actually create haymakers from basic name flips uh, depending on how effective you're able to use them yeah. with, with your pen you know what i mean no nah, that's real that's real that's real i just saw like probably one of the the best name name flip joints in the in the world i can't remember the guy's name i'm gonna look it up on youtube okay okay but uh he broke the dude letters now he made his name an acronym I did. Uh, I did see. I think I saw the same clip. I yeah. saw the same clip. That was recent. That, that was, was crazy. Recent. That was yeah, crazy. That it was. was crazy. It was insane. So all right, we got the elementary name flipping. That's basic, basic thing. So mm-hmm. once you pass the name flipping, what are some other um, mechanisms you can employ? You can employ, um, and everybody knows. And this is with rapping. You know, anybody who comes from the mixtape era, you have metaphors and similes which we call punchlines basically okay um so where is you know a lot of the bar, a lot of the bar for bar MCs incorporate like rum nitty for example uh the b magic the fonz the avs they're considered punchers what we call punchers so their biggest asset or biggest weapon is punchlines Okay. Which is the use, uh, the effective use of metaphors and similes, basically. Metaphors and similes. But I think it's probably something more than that, right? Like, yeah. it's not just using metaphors and similes, but it's like using metaphors and similes to, like, inflict, like, some type of um, intangible pain type of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and what comes with metaphors and similes, because they can get really deep. You you create imagery, by the way, the with your words. If you can paint a picture in the audience's mind with your words, which is imagery, basically, um, that can make the punchline that much more effective. Mm. Um, an example of that also, because I just had a battle this weekend. Yeah. We could do the examples all day. Let's do it. Let's uh, do it. <laughs> so I had another, I had, which this was a punchline. Um, so I painted a picture where I was, I was using imagery where I was saying um, the beginning of it was... Uh, 
Uh, I'm the one. Um, I said something like I'm trying to irritate him till he's heated in his show. Uh, a lot of punches will be thrown, but swinging we can go. This can get Michael Jackson bad. They like leave him be, but no. Because even if we tied with the hands, I'm going to take a stab at him like the Beat It video. So in the Beat It video, which is a classic video, it's an old reference, yes, but it's Michael Jackson, who we kidding. Yeah, I know y'all saw the Thriller video, and yet none of y'all, a lot of y'all wasn't even born yet. But timeless. Even, yes, but the Beat It video, if you remember that scene, they meet in the center circle, and their hands get tied, and they trying to stab each other. So I was creating that picture or that moment all over again within the battle. So if you saw the Beat It video, even if we tied with the hands, like even if we even, we yeah. dead even. I'm, that means I'm gonna take a stab at you now. Uh, yeah. So if we tie, and they literally tied their hands in the video. That's what I was thinking of. They tied so their hands yeah, in the video. So even yeah. if we tied with the hands, I'm gonna take a stab at them like the beaded video. Uh, and I used the word like, which made it a simile. Made it a simile. Facts. So you see that it was imagery. It was a simile. It was so, but the setup was just as important because I was I was creating a picture in your mind because a lot of punches will be thrown, swinging. We can go like so we brawling. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's 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 art. It's art, man. It's amazing. It's really With, art, and it's yeah. really high level. Um, it's really high level linguistics going on. You know, like mm -hmm. a lot of times, um, I teach when I'm teaching. I use like I use two things like mm -hmm. I you know I'm teaching a say I'm teaching a public speaking class. Mm -hmm. The first show the video I'm gonna show them is a Jay Z concert, right? Because Jay Z stands in one place, usually <laughs> on a stool, <laughs> but you could literally the way he controls the crowd is just amazing. Like you can hear a pin drop if 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 he's not speaking or he doesn't want people to to respond to something mm -hmm. like he can control the audience in a way that no one can for sure right? and um then i show like a loaded lux uh a loaded lux battle mm -hmm. um on the main stage because it just how elaborate he is with just his schemes and how he's trying to like really like not just break down an opponent but build up a concept in the in the process like absolutely because you got on one end i have this opponent that i'm trying to destroy but on the other end i'm an mc mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like yeah i'm still yeah. an mc so i still got to get a people something that they can utilize when they leave here yeah yeah and right. my my again my tool um, my 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 shepherd staff is the English language, right? Yeah, for sure. And Loaded Lux, man, he's truly one of a kind. That's why he has the status he has within the battle culture. Um, and a lot of his attacking is he's very lyrically sound, obviously. Um, but it's almost like he's talking to you as if he's trying to empower you while breaking you down at the same time. Yeah. So his his language, you know, the the language he commands is 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 so crazy. It's like, man, like he's like he's cuz he's preaching to you. It's like what we call talking to you, you know what I'm saying? Word. So it's it's like he's giving you a pep talk. He's pulling you to the side like I'm about to talk to you for a second like <laughs> like you my son, you know what I'm saying? Like I think humans become better after they battle lowly lives. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure, absolutely. Ask Calico. <laughs> Shout out Calico. <laughs> word for up. sure, for sure. Yeah, hey, word up, man. Like okay, so we didn't talked about the similes. We didn't talked about um we didn't talk about lines, the lunch lines, the, the metaphors, the name flips. Mm -hmm. um, can we get a little bit more into this idea of angles? 
angles, man. In and battle rap. This is one of the most powerful things in battle rap because a good angle, a, a good, well put together angle can straight up demolish your opponent. And that that's beyond any punchline you could say. That's yeah. why I'm actually glad we're going in the order that we're going in because I feel like each thing <laughs> is stronger than the last. Okay, so you're saying that on a basic level, we have the name, um, flips. name flips. And yep. then we have punchlines, metaphors, similes, and yep. then we have angles. Yes, we have angles. Okay. And a good effective angle ain't a punchline in the world <laughs> that's going to save you. It could, you can get a little crowd reaction with your punchline. It's cool. Yeah. But if somebody's the content, if somebody's saying something powerful to you from an angle, it ain't no punchline for that. It's like it's over, bro. They don't even want to hear what you got to say. If I've seen people would take an angle on someone and we could like, again, we could use examples. Um, you know, we had we had a situation where careers have been ended off angles. Careers have not loss of a battle. <laughs> Your entire career now is over because of an angle someone took on you. <laughs> Case in point, we got Big K versus Adi Boom. Uh, um. A battle on Rare Breed Entertainment. Shout out RBE as well. ARP, man. It it, it came out, you know. Adi you got Boom. some classics on there, don't you? Is RBE that, for sure. Is that where you battled Ladaze? That's not that one. Shout out Cartel too, by the way. Cartel for sure. But okay, RBE, yeah. I do have a few shows on RBE though. Um, but that battle, uh, Big K versus Adi Boom, paperwork, man. Somebody gave Big K some paperwork. Big K brought the paperwork, uh -huh. and he exposed his angle was that Adi Boom is talking tough in battles. He's street. He's this and that. You snitched on your Cody. Uh -huh. You snitched on your Cody to get lesser time. Because he just came off a bid. He did like five years or so. Uh -huh. His Cody apparently got 17 years. Oh, wow. And another dude got like 12 at least. Uh -huh. He got out like in five. And the paperwork basically was to expose Adi Boom for snitching. Mm -hmm. And from that point, Adi Boom couldn't do, Adi Boom couldn't even show his face in the culture after that. Yeah, because the culture, the culture is dismissive of that. Absolutely, right? so no pedophiles, no snitches. These are things that is a no, zero tolerance. So, in a, a lot of ways, the battle rap community, as far as a call from a cultural standpoint, stands on a lot of the same principles as you would say, like a street person living Absolutely. a street life would. Absolutely. So when you get caught doing you things get like caught, that, you done out here. You basically lose all of that credibility. All credibility gone. It's like walking my shoes, but why would I want to walk in the shoes of somebody who does this? All from an angle. <laughs> you see how powerful an angle is? You, you don't even got to worry about losing the battle, and, that, and that's where it stops. See, if okay. somebody punchlines you to death, okay, I can lose my battle. Okay. Somebody takes an angle, my life is over. I got to find something <laughs> else to do. I have to cancel my social media. I can't even be on social media anymore without people commenting, oh, you snitch, oh, you this, oh, you that. It's okay, crazy. so I still want to get want the people to get an accurate idea of what is an angle. Okay, I'm sorry, we did get off on that. Uh, but an angle is a topic that you choose to attack your opponent with that will snatch any type of credibility from them, or that makes their image so disgraceful that no one wants to hear what they have to say, or you look at them in a total in the as the worst type of human being. You, you know what I mean? Like, as the lowest of the lowest in Earth. It's, it's just an approach you take to them, and you'll bring out that topic. And once you bring out that topic, 
you're using it against them basically to discredit them or mess up their image. Basically. Okay. Quite next question. What's the difference between an angle? Because I think this this next one, I think it's also a very um powerful tool in battle rap, which is a good scheme. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like okay. mm-hmm. uh, when I think of schemes and battle rappers, I think maybe Charlie Clips might be like the best schemer in battle rap. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. He'll take a PlayStation controller and turn and that t- into t- a t- bar that yes, you would yes. never imagine. So what would you say about schemes? So schemes, and that's something I use regularly, uh, schemes are used as a tool to for the crowd enhance your material from a bar for bar aspect. Mm-hmm. So if you're punching, doing the punch lines, you can do a good scheme and, and by scheme, because of people who, who are not really familiar with what a scheme is per se in battle rap, it's a lot of word association. If you are able to, in a clever way, use word association to paint a picture or illustrate a point, that usually ends in a punchline, but mm-hmm. the buildup was the scheme to uh-huh. it. So if you're able to paint that picture effectively and then get to the punchline with the word association, i.e. scheming, that shows penmanship. That shows elite penmanship and elite MCing or rapper. You know, what I, I mean? know you got a thousand rounds in your it like just as far in your as memory. Do you schemes. have an example of a scheme? Um, I scheme all the time. <laughs> You're a schemer. Um, yeah, and you know the funny thing is when you were saying it, I was just trying to figure which one I wanted to pick. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm trying to think of a favorite scheme people said that they liked by me. Um. Let me see off the top, off the top, a scheme I did that I really thought that was super fire. It's crazy because I got so many of them. And I'm trying, to think of, I'm trying to think of one really quick. <laughs> um, let's see. For my latest battle, did I do a crazy scheme against him? Uh, schemey, 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 schemey. Oh, my God, bro. Nah, side note. You had said something yesterday like... um. Uh, the Killmonger. The, what was that Killmonger bar you said yesterday? So yeah, I had a bar. It was um making a killing, bumping bodies like Killmonger. Making a killing, bumping bodies like Killmonger. That yeah. was crazy. So the, actually, the whole rhyme scheme was a little crazy. Um, because it was like Earth. you know, so because when you know when you uh make a killing, that's speaking of you making money. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I make a killing, bumping bodies like Killmonger, and I actually physically bumped his body to once again illustrate while I'm giving words. I'm giving you something to visually see while I'm doing it. But um, yeah, uh, make a killing bumping bodies like Killmonger. And then the next bar is I need every crumb. Despite what this whole denies, they see us like, ah, real monsters. So that bar was I when I said make a killing bumping bodies like Killmonger, I need every crumb, as in my money, right? Uh-huh. Every bread, all the bread, I need all all. But Crumb is also the name of the monster in the cartoon, Ah, Real Monsters. Uh-huh. So despite what this whole denies, despite what he denies, what this whole denies, but I'm actually saying whole denies, because uh-huh. Crumb is the monster who would hold his own eyes in the cartoon. That's crazy. That's crazy. Ah, Real Monsters. And it was like, um, which is why I feel kind of you had no business getting on stage with Mr. Carter like Lil Mama. Yeah. <laughs> so when she when she got on stage with Jay-Z and my last name is Carter, his last name. So it was like a whole bong, 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 bong. Ladies but, and gentlemen, that's a scheme. Okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it gets if really, you were wondering what a scheme was, <laughs> it gets that really intricate. is yeah. a scheme. So what would you place that in the hierarchy? Would that be like 
under because I feel like a scheme is what makes a punchline absolutely hurt. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yes, if it, you could punch, if you punch too much, I think you fall under the into that be magic y because mm-hmm. uh, you know, those guys are incredibly talented, but those guys are also typecasted as well. Like, mm-hmm. all you do is punch the the B magics of the world, the the um the abs of the world, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes like you know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely levels to punching. Um, like the B like you said, you know, B magic is gonna give you the the punch, punch, one, two punch, cu- a couple in your top like a wedding cake. He's gonna give you that with uh-huh. no build up. He's just gonna <laughs> yeah. bang, bang, but but then you have your schemers that'll scheme into a punch like a Chilla Jones Chilla. or myself. You know I think Chilla, you, JC, yeah. y'all are like the scheme punchers a yeah. little bit. So it takes longer to get to your end punch that way because you're stretching out with stretching it out with the scheme. But the payoff when you get to it, because of the intricacies that you put within your setup bars to get to that punch, it makes the payout that much more worth it. It's man. like, man, crazy. Man, amazing. That's like just amazing to think about. And Again, all of these things we're using English. We're using the English mm-hmm. language with all of these different points, you know? Like, and that's kind of what I really wanted to get into. How can we not only just speak a language and and the overarching point to this, which is outside of the world of battle rap, is just a community activation. You know, like I think a lot of the things we're talking about when we start getting into like illiteracy rates and all of these other things, it's not that we don't know how to speak English is that we don't know how to use English to achieve our desired ends. So how can I use this language to get me what I want, right? Yeah. Like, so how can I scheme in real life? You know what I mean? What angles am I taking in real life? Mm-hmm. Like, what's my punchline so that I can convince or persuade anybody to fall to my will? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what metaphors am I drawing from my life experiences that I know other people can relate to that's going to further me get to where I'm trying to go in life? Like, mm-hmm. that's the whole purpose. So if you can see it in battle rap, if you can see it in um, music notation, if you can see it in your everyday life, then it's a chance oh, that you can mobilize these tools and use them as a weapon to achieve any goal you set into your periphery. Yeah, you for know? sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. For so, sure, all right, we got that out of the way, right? Yes, yes, sir. So, it was, it was, what was your, what's your favorite battle that you participated in thus far? Uh, favorite battle of mine, man, I have a few that's up there that I, but just to name a few, um, I do obviously me versus Lotta where I you versus Lotta was crazy. Insane. You know, made he a, threw a white flag, threw a whole towel in <laughs> white flag, surrendered crazy. Uh, me and Danny Myers, I think had a real that was goodie. A classic. Um, I have, I have quite a few of them. Me and daylight out oh in LA. Oh my God, bro. I'm sorry. I know I asked you, bro. I'm a big fan, so I do have a couple of my favorites. Okay, okay. Of your performances solely, not the other person. Not the other person. Got you. My favorite Danger Zone performances. Got you. You versus R Streets. Oh, man. Shout out R Streets. (laughs) He wasn't on Smack after that. I know. <laughs> see what I'm saying, people? Do you see what I'm saying? And Yo, I remember the scheme that ended them. Man, you could that's see? See? <laughs> it's unfortunate, man. What'd you say? You watch who you stand in front of. Was that him? No, that was Lotta Zay. That, that was, was so, a lot of Zay. I see know what why he threw that towel. And he wasn't looked at the same after He wasn't. That. He threw a white towel in. 
All respect to you, lot of Zay. Yeah, bro. yeah, man. Battle rap can get real for people, man. Oh, hold on, hold on, but you went in on our street stuff. Yeah, he that was yeah, that was the one, and I and a lot of my battles are actually in other people. That was his hometown. He's our streets to ours for Raleigh. We were battling in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, just to give y'all a did you say story. some shit like we are the streets or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. He um, cause yeah, I, I I was basically using angles against him. <laughs> the first round was the name flips, the punchlines, <laughs> like we just said. When you start getting into round two and round, especially round three, we start taking angles and it starts getting dark for people. So yeah, our streets that was another really good win for me. Shout out our streets, but yeah, I, I, they didn't call him back. He didn't make another URL appearance after that. Hey man, it's dangerous. Yeah, it's it gets dangerous it gets sick. There, it gets man. sick out here, man. We command language, man. Command y'all language. better learn how to command some type of language <laughs> or something while you on that stage, man. Because hey. if you can't, good night. <laughs> With that being said, man, everybody tuning in right now, we incredibly grateful to have you um, visit and patronize the Stay Rich and Spirit podcast. As you may, as you may or may not know, we have officially moved to Patreon. We are a subscription-based podcast now. And if you're interested in subscribing, just click the link below, and we'd be lucky to have you on our onboarding process. But, you know, back to regularly scheduled programming. We got our boy Danger Zone in the building today. Yes, sir. And uh, we talking everything battle rap. We talking about commanding the English language. And we're all, and we're talking about um, just all of those things, and just just the the power of words, the power of language, how Powerful. we can really mobilize these words and um, to to create things that we never thought before. Uh, one the point I wanted to make is um, I wanted to talk a little bit about why I chose this topic right mm -hmm. and uh, i chose this topic because it's kind of at the heart of my dissertation work where i'm looking at language but i'm not looking at language as words i'm looking at language via sounds right okay so people don't understand that every alphabet has a value as a sound so when you see um r and we just talk about <laughs> you see r and then you say it's a ah a right mm -hmm. ah has a, a it's a value associated with the sound ah mm -hmm. it's a it's a value associated with the sound r. you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying so you put those two together and you got raw which in Egypt would be like the god Egypt and it would be like the the all the all knowing all seeing god right mm -hmm. or a, a similar word would be ka with the letter K, right, which mm -hmm. is also a KMT is how you say Egypt in Egypt in, in Africology, or the, that's how Africans would call, would call Egypt, Kemet, right? Mm -hmm. Like all of these words, all of these sounds have a value associated with them. So the beauty thing about, the beautiful thing about hip hop is that we are, a, it's a rhyming sport. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so for sure. you're rhyming sounds, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're 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 conjuring up um word association with sounds. And what we often find out is like, wow, if you add the same sound to a word, it becomes it, it means something similar in respect to what you added. So if I add ing to any word, it becomes like something that you're doing in the process. You know, you yeah. have become and then you have becoming, right? You yeah. have um, sound and then you have sounding. Any word you, or if you have a word that you add R-E to the, to the beginning of, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, 
oot, then you have reboot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, like, right, right. Yeah. Furbish and refurbish, right? Like yeah. it means to do something again. Like mm-hmm. so thinking about language on its own most elementary terms, how much do you break down a word when you're coming up with a bar or a fire line or a punchline or something? Are you really thinking about like the syllables in a word and all these types of things? I was just you that's that's the space you were putting me in as you were explaining it. Um multi-syllable rhyming. Um so yes, the syllables we do syllables are important depending on what type of rapper you are. Me myself, I am a what we call a rapper's rapper. So I do rhyme a lot more than probably your average rapper. And I do a lot of multi-syllables and even the different tenses of a word, where the, whether it be past tense, present tense, past participle. I was literally about to ask you, do you get into tense? Absolutely. Um, and me being heavy on English anyway, that's one of my strong suits. So it's important for me for the bar like things as little or as detailed as pat or what tense the word is in, mm-hmm. that that is important to me as I'm right. I will change the tense of the word for the bar to be as effective as possible or for it to make sense versus not making as much sense. It's like, okay, these, this word goes with this word, this word, you know what I'm saying? Helping verbs and things like Uh that. So yeah, absolutely. And I imagine that also protects you against like the, the villain of battle rap, which is the reach. Oh my (laughs) goodness, man. Real quick, what we call reaching in battle rap uh, for those that don't know is you either try to bend a word and that's not even how it's pronounced or you try to pronounce a word in a way where it has a letter that's not even in the in the word uh, example being shout out to dot the reach god uh <laughs> you know his most famous punchline uh he tried to flip the word umbrella <laughs> to make it a double meaning with um beretta <laughs> which umbrella it has two l's and not two t's so it was completely wrong so it was it was so wrong it was absurd and ridiculous that he got famous off of it and it it just carried over the years and he just adopted the name reach god and now he just he didn't started reaching on purpose i guess but yeah man um <laughs> but yes absolutely excuse. Um, now it's, it's a difference between reaching and word bending per se because you have a lot of rappers who word have bending word bending. I just word a, bending. I just brought another term in here. You just brought another term. <laughs> what so in the world, world is, is word, word bending. bending? Wow. Word bending. Uh, I call word bending when you have so you have different people. Like it's so important that we're speaking language, right? And how people speak. You have people with different accents, right? We all speak with uh, different accents depending on where you come from. So you have people that's from the South, they have more of a tang or they, like, you know, Houston, Texas, rappers from Houston, right? Still coming down, uh-huh. still roaming around. Uh-huh. He's saying down, uh-huh. but it sounds like he's saying dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you dying in somewhere. Uh-huh. That's word bending in itself. So if you use your accent to rhyme a word that doesn't typically rhyme, uh-huh. you're word bending now. But you're just using your natural uh, accent, even though it's it, like dialectical rap. Even though it's not, that's not how you properly pronounce that word. You're using because you're just this is informal. Rapping is informal. Going, it's going down. Everybody it's going down. Yeah, it's going down. <laughs> so you're gonna rhyme "down" with something like "line." You're not gonna <laughs> rock, but even though the word is "down," you should be rhyming it with "frown." But you're rhyming "down" with "line." 
You see what I'm saying? Because of your accent. Yeah. So people do that all the time. So it's like a little bending. cheat. It's like a little. It's, yeah, it could, not it could, a cheat, but like a loophole oh, in the yeah. in the reach. That's I've not a reach. That's a word to bend. I've definitely used it. it I, any people? Yeah, use your accent. It's your accent. <laughs> it's informal. You want them to get to know you. This is not a formal job interview. This is you. You get letting them get to know you. You speak. You talk how you talk. That's why hip hop is so. It's so refreshing, you know what I'm saying? So you you get to let them know what's up through your speech, you know what I'm saying? Did you have an English background? Did you, you have like, any background like like as far as schooling is concerned? Yeah. Um I was just no well, I, I mean I took some, you know, obviously English courses like in high school coming yeah, up yeah. and maybe some I I did a few some years in college, but yeah. You know, so I, I wish English was one of my strong suits, English and math. So yeah. English, so my, I could speak with, I could speak properly and I speak with diction. You see what I'm saying? And I could, it's just, dep- I could switch it up. I could speak properly or I could just relax. Yeah. I can relax and then let my accent, my DMV or whatever accent, you whatever. know. Whatever. <laughs> the THs <laughs> become V's. That's supposed to be a whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the, th- <laughs> the THs become V's. That's my brother. That's my father. It should be rhymed with clever, but yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's being run with or better. Mothers. Yeah, or mothers. Mothers. Yeah, that's, that's what we're doing, for sure. Yeah, nah, that's real. So, yeah. you know, we really get into, like, rounding up the, the, the show and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just wanted to get some roundabout ideas, like, who would you say are your favorite, not limited to battle rap, hip-hop overall, who would you list as your top five commanders of language in hip-hop wow that's amazing uh from the topic of commanders of language shout out to the dmv commanders y'all like that (laughs) Y'all like what i did there (laughs) i didn't even peep that at first you know (laughs) yeah um but uh one person that comes to mind automatically dmx when you talk about commanders of language uh tupac um those those people like when they when they when they talk is it's like a different type of feel like you the word command in general just you know mm-hmm. captivates you when those rappers get the rapping so i let's see i got dmx i say tupac um i would say uh jay-z um we got two more i would say uh Let's see, Commanders of Language, top. It's so many names in my mind. So many names. You only it's got so five. You only got two now. Yeah, I only got two left, right? Um, Man, that is so tough. Who was, like, really strong? Um, I, I showed the South some love. Uh, I ain't going to just keep it all up north and all that. Let's say um, T.I. I like T.I. Uh, when it comes to the topic of Commanders of Language. And um, one more, I'll say... Uh, shoot. We can go to the we can go to the West. Give show the West some love too. I would say, actually, ah, the West is tough. When you start talking about commanders of English language, ah, cause cause like you got Snoop, you got E Forty. Yes, yes. I those was thinking like about two, both of them. I was like <laughs> two. I'm thinking of. Most, I was thinking mostly. about both of them, which you can't go wrong either one. But just for off the same concept, I'll just say Snoop. But shout out to E Forty because he's very unique in that way. Um, Snoop was Snoop is too, you know what I mean? But yeah, people who start speaking their own, they're so original, they speak their own commanding language. Yes, it's crazy. They'll use a language to cre- create their own language. <laughs> yes, yes, I think DMX is a very interesting choice. Mm-hmm. 
DMX is a name that I didn't used to put in like my top five all time rappers. Right. But then I started really looking at the body of work and I realized like when DMX was rapping, rapping, like it was no room for nobody else. Like, yes. yes. <laughs> he was Michael Jordan. Yes. Like, yes. When no D- doubt about it. DMX he won every prime, chip. Yeah. You D- know what I'm saying? Yeah. DMX in his prime, I think people like Jay Z was chasing him. Like, yeah, you know Jay Z was opening for DMX. Yeah, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I even see. though Jay Z technically came out with the Reasonable Doubt album before DMX came out with "Us Dark and Hell Is Hot," you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's it get crazy, but yeah, when DMX his style was so unique and he commanded the stage and the way he would it's, it was a different type of feel, man. Yeah, and then and then he went into multiple. He had multiple tools that he used to like steer the spirit of people, yeah. like. When DMX come on the stage and he just start growling, it's like that's language. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yep, yep. that that growl is is a language, you know, and it's a language that people understand no matter where you're from, because dogs are dogs are loved everywhere throughout the world. So when you hear that growl and it's really like sound like a, mm-hmm. it really sound like a pit bull. <laughs> like yeah, you know for what sure. I mean? Yep. Like it employs language. I think when I'm thinking about the South, I always go to Andre three thousand. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. like my South representative, bro, because mm-hmm. the way he's able to use words and things like that is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not gonna go Jay Z. Instead I'm gonna go Jay Electronica and Nas. Fire. Like I Fire. think that they are just the way that the things that they are able to do with language is just ridiculous, bro. I I listen to um Nas's Queens Get the Money mm. all the time because I think it's probably the best diss record like mm. in our era for real. Okay, because nobody knows it's a diss. You know what I'm saying? Like Those you really gotta ones, do yeah. the mathematics. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Twenty seven months, like. You know, that's 50 porch monkeys. Like, he yeah. this is, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is 50, but like, you don't really, you got to add some word, you got to yeah. add some numbers up and then like <laughs> right, figure right. out like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Type sure. vibes. West Coast, I'm going to go E40 over Snoop. Like, because sure. E40's entire discography oh, is literally a remix of the English language. Yeah. Um, and. Shout out to the Bay and the whole hyphy movement and all that. That was just a whole unique situation. Yeah, 1,000%. 1,000%, man. But nah, bro, like, I really enjoyed this conversation, just having you on the show, breaking down these different concepts. For those of you who never really been exposed to battle rap and the battle rap culture, I definitely think exploring a couple of dangers on old battles would be a good way to be introduced to the art form in its purest form and purest fashion, you know? For sure. Um, it's so many people who have added on to the legacy of um, your sport, you know? And, yeah, um, yeah. I think that, I think that you, you are among those people. For sure. I appreciate you, man. And it's an honor, you know what I'm saying, you having me up here. Uh, yeah, anybody who isn't familiar with my work or if you don't watch battle rap that much and you want to, you know, get a feel for, you know, battle rap and what it is, yeah, definitely look me up. I'm on YouTube, Danger Zone, but that's D-A-N-J-A, Zone, uh, two words, um, at Danger Zone 16. If you want to follow me on IG, Twitter, uh, I'm on I'm on social media. Uh, check me out, man, for sure. For sure, man. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. All of everybody who subscribed to the Patreon, 
truly appreciate that. Your support goes a long way into helping me keep doing this thing, keep bringing on dope guests, and keep talking about subjects and topics that's going to enrich the spirit for years and years and years and years and generations and generations and generations to come. With that being said, peace, love, and positivity. I look forward to touching back uh, base with you guys soon. Love. Yes, sir.